Hi, um, we'd like to welcome listeners back to Early Learning Ventures podcast, Family Engagement Fridays. Today, we have our very own Laura Vega Flores, Early Learning Ventures Early Intervention Coordinator. In this conversation, we will chat about the importance of early intervention. Hi, Laura. Welcome to Family Engagement Fridays. Is there anything you Hola. want to Hi. <laughs> Is there anything you would like to share with our community before we dive in? Um, just that I'm super pleased to be here to be able to reach, you know, lots of great listening ears. Um, just a little bit about me and my background. I did work in early intervention for three years, um, servicing two counties in Southern Colorado. Um, and ever since then, I've kind of delved into the disabilities mental health field, specifically for early childhood. Um, I've worked, I've worked with the three to five crowd in South Central Head Start. And now I have the pleasure of joining the ELV team to serve our early Head Start kiddos. So yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just so happy to be here and be able to impart any information that could be helpful. Well, we're so excited to have you and your wealth of knowledge um, to share. Thank you so much, Laura. We're excited to hear uh, this conversation today. So to start out, do you mind telling us a little about what early intervention is? So early intervention are special education services that are protected under Individual with Disabilities Education Act. But what is often confusing is the part C for some reason or early intervention precedes the part B. And so when we're looking sequentially at ABC, it can be quite confusing, but it would specifically be special education services for infants and toddlers zero to age three. And so um, children can qualify in a number of ways. It's such a great resource um, for families because if you got a little preemie child, they may be able to qualify on birth weight. I mean, it's just there's so many amazing things that early early intervention can do, um, not as a, only as a service, but also as a support with resources and also empowering those families as they move on to the next step. So if I'm hearing you correctly, early intervention is very specifically for infants and toddlers who qualify? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Once they age past three, um, they're still able to qualify for special education services under IDEA, but we are then looking at services provided within the local school district or your local Head Start. Um, so that would be anything from three all the way to age 19, 20. Mm -hmm. Great. It sounds like an amazing service. And I have to be fully transparent. My son received early intervention services for speech and language. Um, so we talked a little bit about who can access this service, but can you talk a little bit more about accessing the service and how much it costs? Yes. So early intervention is a state provided entitlement. So basically how this works is it doesn't matter if you have insurance. It doesn't matter if that looks like Medicaid or if it looks like for, you know, private. 
Um, it doesn't, it's not based upon income. So it's not like some of the other supports and supplementals that are provided um, county or statewide. Um, it's specifically given to children that are showing need. Um, so what that means is that we are going to have children that could qualify at birth. Perhaps there is a diagnosis that falls under a, cate a, a, a qualifying category, or perhaps, as mentioned before, the child was ve was very much below um, typical birth weight. We're talking like preemie, tiny, and I believe it's something around less than four pounds. So we're talking like your really little tiny ones who can actually qualify upon birth. Um, and then we have those situations where as children grow and thrive, they may not be reaching those developmental milestones as quickly as we would like to see. Um, so what would happen is, is in those situations, a referral can come from anybody. A referral can come from concerned family. It can come from a physician. It can come from a trusted agency that works with the family. Um, but then we're going to go into evaluation. Evaluation is where you have all those professionals come in take a look at where the needs could be, and then assess and determine if they are eligible under the Part C or early intervention guidelines. Once that happens, children are afforded all of the benefits, resources, and supports that early intervention can provide absolutely free of charge. And so families are definitely encouraged um, to utilize maybe some of their supplemental or helpful insurances that they might have, but that's not a barrier to receiving support. So it's a great asset because it's not going to be based on if you make this much or you make too much or you have this or you don't have that. It strictly is going to be based on the need of that child. Such a wonderful service that we have here in Colorado. And one of the things I would love to share as well is um, one of the things that really prompted me to really seek out services for my son when he was not quite talking um, at two was someone mentioned to me how much easier it is to catch up on six months of development versus catching up on five years of development. And so that was a really powerful thought for me. Uh, when I went through the process as well, um, because we're catching it early and there's not a lot of catch up that needs to happen, hopefully. Yep. And you're really capturing a child before they're kind of quote unquote, creating bad habits to support those needs, right? So you're really touching and being able to support them in a way that if they're not verbal at this time, or they're struggling with being able to communicate their needs, um, you know, there's other supports and helps that we can bring in, you know, you're going to have that early speech therapist is going to be able to impart some simple signing. Um, for the child that has, is, you know, issues with actual vocalizing, you're going to be able to have some support via um, some visuals that can be provided to be able to not only enlist maybe in the caregiver's um, situation or also in the home. And then the other amazing thing about early intervention, it's kind of like the path of least resistance. So families are not put to task with figuring out 
where are these therapists that can serve my child and how do I get there? As we know, in a post-COVID world, we have a huge level of need, but not necessarily a lot of resources. And I hear constantly about children being put on waiting lists when parents are trying to navigate this process on their own or trying to do kind of the wait and see. And then we get to age five, age six, the need is still ever present and increasing, but now they're placed on a waiting list because they don't have the safety net, if you will, of the protection of being part of Part C, Part B, early intervention under that IDEA. And so what you're going to see with early intervention is you're going to have a therapist that's going to be able to work around the family schedule. They're going to be able to visit that child or provide virtual services that are not going to mandate a family having to figure out how to figure out that transportation piece, right? If I'm at work and dad's at work, who's going to take my little one in for that much needed therapy? Well, this is something that can be piped in virtually. Um, I think that that in a post-COVID world is still the predominant means of providing therapy at this point. But other than that, there are service providers that are going back out into homes. They're going back out into childcare providers and childcare homes to provide that one-on-one service. And so it really alleviates the family from having that extra stressor. Yeah, that's that's so lovely because um, families have a lot going on for them. And so anything that can be done to be supportive of the family is really crucial and important. Um, I think we covered why these services are important, but is there anything that we missed that you wanted to talk about? Um, I think it just really reiterating the importance of catching things early. Um, I know culturally speaking, um, sometimes me being an Hispanic woman myself, it's kind of that wait and see. It's kind of the comparison of, well, you know, um, your brother was a late talker. You were a late talker. But the really the important thing is if we're able to bring in these services and supports early on, it really does assist with perhaps that child not needing that ongoing support later, right? So that exposure, that opportunity. Um, the other great thing about therapists is that they're able to counsel and work together with the families. If the family is seeing, seeing a need that is just really, you know, making that transition into the day a little bit harder, maybe making that connection with other family members a little bit harder, um, that therapist can also provide that support to family. I mean, there's just a number of ways that things can be supportive. I mean, they're able to help with nutrition. They're able to help with communication, with mobility, with social emotional needs, with behaviors. Um, you know, it's it just, I, I, I honestly, I, being an early childhood professional, definitely see the value of early intervention. And I have a son with autism who was unable to participate um, in early intervention just because of lack of knowledge. You know, there's not a whole lot of advertising out there about these services. And so one of the things that I did in my small community was if, I mean, I even joked, if you had a barbecue, I would show up, give out goodies, give out newsletters, give you this information. 
um, because it's really going to be that amazing first step to getting your child, to helping your child, you know, get on the right path. And you never know, getting in early could really alleviate and help some of those items. Um, And then, you know, maybe that child, that's all they needed. They just needed that extra little push, that extra little specialized care. And there you go. You know, we're advancing and we're loving learning. I think that's a super important aspect is that when children struggle early on in the learning process and, you know, they're home, their their home or their, their learning environment becomes a bit of a struggle, it tends to impact their viewpoint of what learning looks like, right? So we really, we really want to make sure that we're making that the best environment possible and giving them the support to give them the best outlook. Wonderful. Is there anything else that caregivers should know? Um, I think an important aspect is also understanding that when you have a child that qualifies for early intervention, they are protected under that IDEA, which is the Individual Disabilities um, Disabilities Education Act. And what that means is, is that there are certain guarantees and requirements that will have to happen. Um, So while private therapists are a great resource, um, private therapists are an amazing way to get help to that family immediately, there is no protection for that. So if you're looking to help find supports for a child ongoing, that's going to need to happen after they leave your walls, early intervention in part C is going to be the way to go. They're going to be more accommodating. They're going to be able to schedule more things. And there's certain non-negotiables, right? There's not, these are contractual. You may have that private therapist who gets a heavy load and maybe just can't come out as often. Once you have an IFSP, which is an individualized family service plan under early intervention, whatever is written in that document is guaranteed. And you have protections to make sure that that child is receiving exactly what they need in the way that they need it as documented. I love that it's so individualized and I love the family approach. I must say when I went through the process, I was really impressed with how they really embraced our entire family and went beyond just the speech and language um, piece. And and they're really thinking through about how maybe that deficit in speaking language, speech and language was impacting the entire household. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that's definitely lost when you get into special education for older children, where it's only things that are going to be specific to their learning curve and anything else. We're even talking behaviors, the ability to make friends, social emotional needs are kind of not part of that process. So yeah. it's 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 an amazing program. The individuals are great, super supportive, easy peasy. Anybody can refer. You can use the online um, referral um, or you can use a printout. You can talk to your primary care physician about submitting that on your behalf. 
or you can reach out yourself. So very straight line. Um, most everybody gets an evaluation. Not everybody qualifies, but there's no barriers. There's no pre-screening. If a parent says, yes, I want to see where my child is at. These are my concerns. That's going to happen. Um, and they have a very short timeline to make this happen. So we have 45 days from referral to into services if qualification is there. That's so great. Thank you so much, Laura, for joining us today. Is there any last thing you want to share? Um, no, just like I said, this is my heart. This is um, what I love to do. If anybody has any questions, wants further information, um, you know, Miss Jennifer does know where to reach me. Thank you, Laura. Thank you.